Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Trying to get some funding for the podcast. Dude, we seriously need some funding. I know. Our business model is a little weak. Yeah. Mainly, like, I'm not sure how we generate revenue. Yeah, we're burning cash. Is that a pro? I don't know about that. It's negative EBITDA. Well, and, you know, today's episode is brought to you by Fullscale.io. We should get those guys to pay us a couple yeah, bucks for, for sure. being sponsors. Do you think so? Yes. Well, unbeknownst to our today's guests, we're going to turn this into a pitch meeting. Perfect. And and with us today, we've got Maggie Kennefake and Jeff Shackelford from ECJC. And I'll let one of them tell you what that acronym stands for. Who wants to take that? I'll take it. Uh, the Enterprise Center um, in Johnson County. So yes. It's not of Johnson County. It's in Johnson County. Yes. And uh, we are... Um, Really there to accelerate new businesses, new business starts, new business growth, job creation, funding opportunities, uh, create new sources of capital, everything needed to um, be a thriving member of the ecosystem here to drive um, the economic growth. And Maggie, who is with me, has uh, one of the programs, the Fountain Innovation Fund, and I'll let Maggie tell us about the Fountain Innovation Fund. Yeah, so the Fountain Innovation Fund uh, is a program is a is an investment fund that has a really unique model. The, the purpose of it was designed to address a very specific gap, which is post proof of concept, pre full commercialization. So companies that have gone through things in our region like Digital Sandbox or uh, Launch KC or various accelerators like Techstars or any of the new Launch KC accelerators um, that are coming out of that, but they're but they their MVP isn't done or they're not in market and they haven't secured those first few paying customers, this fund is really there to address that gap because that's a space in Kansas City that really no one else is playing in. And so it's a Kansas City-focused fund. Uh, the unique feature of this fund is that it's an evergreen fund, which means it's capitalized with philanthropic contributions. And so I have donors, not investors. We'll do seven to 10 investments each year in the neighborhood of 75 to 150 k and when those companies do well, those funds flow back into those returns flow back into the fund. And so it becomes self-sustaining and evergreen. We do one big raise and then we don't fundraise after that. Really? It's just one time. It's a one time raise. So, so what, we, what is the goal for the amount of money you're raising? Yeah, we've got to get to a minimum threshold of five million. Okay. Be more comfortable at seven. So um, that'll let you fund like fifty companies plus. Yeah, that would give us essentially five years of runway in the zone that we want to be in. And if we can do that, then we anticipate within five to seven years, we've got some returns that'll come right. in and yep, yep. keep fueling our forward So is motion. the podcast a good candidate for this? We're... <laughs> Have we finished our MVP? Uh, I, yeah, we're in we're in a permanent alpha. Alpha. Okay, yeah, so yeah. let's yeah. talk about criteria for investment. Right? <laughs> well, 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 hang on, hang on before we get before we get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, I like it when you're interactive. So whether you're on your phone or you have a browser nearby, I want you to go to ecjc.com. You can see the website, and this house this is a local 
uh, economic development initiative in the county in which we're in right now. But, you know, whether, you know, like we said, this is Kansas City centric, but we have said it so many times, there are likely many things like this in your neck of the woods. And we know that you're listening from a lot of different places. While you're on the internet, if you could stop by Instagram, you can see all of our beautiful smiling faces at the at Startup Hustle podcast or check us out if you want to see our talking heads on our new YouTube channel. Now, back to business. Yeah, and I think um, one of the things to add, it's important to to kind of know the history. Fountain Innovation um, really came about because we saw a gap in the ecosystem. Um, you know, the last five years prior to just recently joining the ECJC, I had been running um, Digital Sandbox, which was a true proof of concept program. So we saw early, early stage entrepreneurs who didn't have anything built, not even as far along as the podcast here, um, truly at concept stage. And we offered them um, non-dilutive grants to help move them forward. Hopefully it was a high scale, um, scalable idea, move you forward, get you towards um, one step closer towards ever becoming commercialized. What we saw coming out of that was um, you can get some early stage version of the concept further developed, but then you're going to need to raise generally what we're seeing somewhere in that 7,500, $150,000, $200,000 range, which is a really tough number to get. You're too small for um, even angel groups, really too small for any institutions. Um, unless you're really, really lucky and have a really, really wealthy friends and family, you're at a point that you're stuck. And so um, between the ECJC, the UMKC Innovation Center, and several other um, uh, players in the ecosystem, it was determined, how do we fill that gap? What if we could come up with uh, an innovative way to have a fund that um, wasn't truly focused on generating maximum returns, but more on helping folks at this stage get over the hump, across the chasm, if you will, because most of them were getting stuck for a long period of time. And so we said, how could we do that? Well, if we generated this type of fund that, that evergreens itself, you don't return any of those um, returns to investors. You put them back in the fund to fund the next one. And this has been done. Maggie, keep me straight here. Boston, Cleveland, uh, Wisconsin, yeah, Milwaukee, it's... several cities have done this for years. Then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're moving them down the path to hopefully be ready for Mid-American Angels, Women's Capital Connection, Royal Street Venture, uh, Five Elms Capital, down the road because what we heard was most of these companies were way too early for institutional investors. So, so it was sort of, well, where do you go? Well, that's what the, the genesis behind this was. Right. We, uh, ECJC received a grant from the U S commerce department to fund the overhead. Kaufman stepped up to be, to match that and be a part of it. And what we've turned to, what we're turning to, what we hope to find some of the most successful entrepreneurial stories in this city to be a part of it in a way of, returning that money into this regional economy. Paying it forward. Yeah, a little bit. So today's subject is startup funding, and you guys are both experts at that. And I'm, I'm making some notes as we go along because there's so many different ways that you can get started and get things moving at your business. And what we were just talking about are local economic development programs, we can mm -hmm. say. And th those, are, those are different everywhere. You know, we, we're involved with Launch KC as well. That's on the other side of the state line, but a similar uh, program. You know, uh, one of the thing I, things that I really like is the evolution that a lot of stuff's coming out with. You know, uh, Launch KC evolved their model. They went from giving grants to finding top level partners. And I just like that because it's, it's, it's smarter money. So 
Um, and then, you know, let's talk a, a, a for a second. And Jeff, you're currently the uh, the managing director of MidAmerica Angels. And we'll get to that in a second. But I'd like to talk about Digital Sandbox real okay. quick. And just the example of, uh, you know, so you guys give the Digital Sandbox or does $20,000. But would you call that a grant? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so how does, you know, if you could give a little background on that and how – someone in or outside of Kansas city could find programs like that. I'm sure, you know, um, five years ago, a little more than five years ago, there was a group of folks, um, heavily involved, um, in, in trying to build and continue to build the ecosystem. And again, what was recognized was if you're a very early, early stage entrepreneur who, who may be an inexperienced and doesn't have the right contacts, connections, um, experience, but you have a scalable idea, there was nowhere to go. There was no, you don't find a lot of entities running around saying, hey, we want to throw um, uh, money at early stage stuff that you haven't developed anything. So um, Maria Myers, who runs the um, UMKC Innovation Center, pu- pulled together a group and said, look, we can we can get a grant from the U.S. Commerce Department to build a proof of concept program, whatever that looks like. And um, when we launched it in February of 2013, we kind of, it was a whiteboard. It was, what's that going to look like? And so we set out, um, and said, how could you best help someone um, who has an idea that could scale, but doesn't know where to go? Um, and we said, let's let's offer grants. Um, one because the the federal grant didn't allow us to give the money directly to an entrepreneur. So we said, why don't you define a project? So if you came to me with an idea that you want to build a company to do podcasts and bring others in, perfect, and, perfect, and, <laughs> and produce podcasts and so on, we'd say, okay. Let's talk about the business plan. How do you see it scaling? How big can you make this thing grow? Because it is an economic development program. We want to get businesses started and we want them to hire people. And so we said, we would offer, we would say, what project could we help you with? And you might come in and say, we need equipment. If we're going to sound professional, we need equipment. We need cameras. We need this stuff. Okay. How much do we think that's going to cost? Is a million that, dollars. Is that, well, we capped at 20,000. So it. we would say, is it going to springboard you forward and get you to the next step? And we, and you know, you, we do, you do make a pitch. You have a 10 minute pitch to come in. You usually have six to eight evaluators who are people who are very deep into the ecosystem. And then um, we run, it runs quarterly in that we may see 16 to 20 a quarter and try to determine who's at a point in time that that small grant could really move them forward and get into the next step. And if so, then we offer them the grant. Um, the money does not go to the entrepreneur. They go find a vendor. In your case, the example we were using, you would, you would go price the equipment you want due to federal grants. We'd ask you to get three bids and so on yeah. and then say, okay, great. Well, we'll, we being digital sandbox, will pay for that equipment, get you set up and get you running and, as I tell you, shove you in your back down the road and, and take, go, go raise money, go hire people, go create jobs. So we got 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a start. Right. Then, then, so now we got to get to the next step. Then, then when you show, and it was non-dilutive too. So we still own everything. Oh. Then when you got paying customers and you show that, man, there's oh. a bunch of demand in this region Gosh, for this, come on, you'd man. go to, Ma- you'd go to Maggie at Fountain Innovation wow. and say, we think we can scale this to multiple cities and once we have customers, then we have to have like but, some real valuation. Let's, let's add this up. Our po- let's our, back our, up. Our po- we don't what? have customers to come to me. But wait, our post money valuation is now twenty grand. Yeah. yeah, there you go. She said we don't need customers. I know because we, we can raise more money. Sure. I'm pretty sure that if we actually generate revenue, then that's going to lower our valuation. Yeah, 
Because now we're worth like what seven times annual recurring. Well, I'm working off the WeWork model. I'm going to launch like 1,200 new podcasts in three months. Okay, so times twenty thousand each. I'm going to and I'm going to be pretty good. And I'm going to lease all of the stuff, so we're not going to (laughs) really. All right, we're going to pay you for the naming rights. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) The WeWork. And then later, when you fire me, I'm going to want a two hundred million dollar exit payment. Oh, golden parachute. Yeah, this is all in my business. Podcast shit's expensive. I know. Don't forget. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Don't forget about huge loans with the company's money. Oh, yeah. We're going to do all that. Right. And the we're jet. Exploit the all jet. The... Don't forget the jet. The yeah, jet. Yeah, Definitely need a oh, jet. Yeah. So, um, well, first off, before we go any further, I, thanks for bringing Jeff in. I've only asked him like 74 times to come in. So I don't know how you pulled it off. Maggie yeah. normally wouldn't let me come. But she, in a weak moment, she said I could join her. So here right. I am. Right. As long I have, as I have asked much. Jeff 74 times, maybe, maybe 75. You just had to have the right person asking. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you guys, since some, uh, you're better at that than I am. So, okay. So Jeff just explained like local economic development grants. It's a good option. Now back to, we'll, we'll go back to like a local fund. And your fund is a little different. And I'll uh, re-explain that evergreen model. It's like rather than just giving away money, they're trying to create something that has a continual force going forward. Like someone, if if the company were to exit or do well, those funds come right back in. The intent is to be redistributed. I love that model because it's potentially sustainable. And it's not just, you know, like, hey, there it is. And, and when it goes now at your stage, what kind of startups are you looking for? What's your criteria? Like, how do you even go about yeah. that? So it's, you know, it, it's companies that are three years old or less. It is uh, innovative ideas with barriers to entry, rapidly scalable, uh, opportunity to create jobs because job growth is important. We are an Mm -hmm. economic development model, Uh, exit potential in four to five years, (laughs) entrepreneurs that have some demonstrated experience and execution. So, you know, we want people that not only have sound ideas, but the teams that can execute. When you're this early, it really comes down to you know, the, the product, the product market fit and the team. And so, um, you know, if you think about sandbox, sandbox is doing 16 to 20 grants a year. We're looking for the seven to 10 best ideas coming out of sandbox is one place, one source of deal flow, but we've also got, um, launch KC and all the different accelerators that they're doing now. Universities are sending us things, but we're also the, the, the downstream place that um, upstream investors like KC Rise or Flyover or Royal Street, when they're seeing deals locally that aren't ready for them, we're the logical place for them to send those opportunities. Mid-America Angel, Women's Capital Connection, we're the logical place for those deals to come to. Uh, We'll pick the seven to 10 best ones a year. We're going to give them funding. It is an investment fund. So we are taking equity. We're typically doing that though in the form of a convertible note, unless the company's a little bit further along and already has terms set. Um, but then we're going to wrap, not just, we're not just giving them money. One, they have to match those dollars. So it has to be a cash for cash match. And then we're going to wrap services that the enterprise center has around them. So when you say match, meaning they have to bring an equal amount of resources or find someone else that will cash. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They have to bring a cash match. So, um, they don't have to have that when they apply. If they're selected for investment, they're going to have, you know, something like 60 to 90 days to secure that match. I see. So okay. we'll work with them to help them find it. And, and we see part of our job is helping them find those funds too. So, And there's a similar program on the Missouri side, though it's not 
it is a true fund. Um, Missouri Technology Corporation, MTC, has what they call idea funds. Yeah. So you can go apply. They may tell you, we like your idea. We're good for a $200,000 investment. You need to go get another two hundred right. to match. And they'll come in. The MTC will come in the same terms as your as the other side putting up the match. And so it's kind of the same approach. What we've seen early stage, it's a point of validation. If Fountain Innovation says, hey, we like your idea. We think you guys could take this podcast thing national. Yes. So we're in for... You know, we're in for intercontinental a, is the right, right Intergala- phrase. intergalactic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in for a hundred K, which then you can go say, Hey, we've already got a hundred thousand dollar commitment. So I need to find, you know, when I'm talking to other potential investors, I've got a hundred in the bank. You know, we always said well, the first dollar is the hardest one to get committed. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, when you're, when you're talking about companies at this stage, when they're looking to raise, you know, 150 to 300 K, that's a, that's a, heavy lift for most people's friends and family. Some of us are fortunate enough to have access to networks that that's easy to do. But for most of us, for most entrepreneurs out there, that's a heavy lift for their friends and family. But they might have one individual angel who says, look, I like what you're doing. I'd give you 100K, but I'm not going in by myself with 300K. So what we what we have the ability to do is to come in and professionally vet these companies and then wrap ourselves around them to give that individual angel or that uh, one friend or family member or two friends and family members that can pool some cash together to come in to support these companies, we can go in and help de-risk that a bit at this early stage. I feel if we get 100K, we can get the last six countries. Yeah, we're real close. We're like six countries away from world domination. And the internet and the <laughs> space station. We need the space station. That's a whole different. That's that's our Series A. Yeah. That's when we're going real big. Yeah. For those like five we're, more. We're, we're like, I think we're about six countries away from having a pen on all of them, including the ones that NATO or whoever the UN doesn't even recognize. Yeah. Hey, speaking of being global or even uh, <laughs> intrastate, um, I think it's important to say something. We talked a little bit about state lines and MTC yeah. is Missouri focused funding. But one thing about everything that happens at the Enterprise Center from Mid-America Angels to Women's Capital Connection, to the Fountain Innovation Fund, to the courses, GM, Growth Mentoring Services, Pitch Perfect, to all the work we do at the Enterprise Center. While we're based in Johnson County, which is in Kansas, we have we have a 25-year history of serving companies on both sides of the state line. And I think that's a really important thing to call out because um, we do have the state line that runs down the middle and sometimes resources are fixated uh, from from investors to to state dollars and funding. And your guys' office is literally like, what, two miles from the state line? If, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're Stone's like throw. 30 feet from yeah. the state line yeah. here. But so, and you, you bring up a good point. So one one thing is in every state, there's something that exists. I mean, there's, the, you'd have to just go look for it. You can't wait for it to fall in your lap. I mean, there are economic incentives, tax credits, different kinds of stuff. Like in the, in the state of Kansas, we've got a grossly underutilized program for angel tax credits that, mm-hmm. um, is and sorry if you work for the Department of Commerce because you're not doing a great job of promoting it. Um, I mean, sorry, you're not. And but the thing is, if you go out and find it, there there's an upside to that for you because like some of this money is just sitting there waiting for you. It's like, hey, come get me, and it might fit into what you're already doing. It might just be a couple applications and a quick decision away, and you can really utilize a lot of really cool stuff. There's all kinds of clever things that you can do to get started. Matt, what's something clever that you've done to mm. get started and not this podcast? Well, I was going to first ask to continue your question. What, what Do you guys know what is the state of the angel tax credit in Kansas? 80% remain unclaimed this year. 
I don't know that it's, it's number. Close, yeah, I, I mean, close. I know, I know that, um, I know, uh, without naming any names, I know a couple of recent, uh, portfolio companies in mid American angels have gone back and asked for another tranche yeah. and got it immediately because it's there. So that would tell you that it's there. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll, I, I'll give you an example of the Kansas angel tax credits. If a approved investor puts $50,000 into your company, they get $25,000 in tax credits, which reduces the investors right. level of risk dramatically and should make it easier to, for you to raise money. Right. Or at least yeah. theoretically. It does. Yeah. It does. It's a, it's a, it's a big incentive. Um, when you're when raising money from from those entities, um, you know who who have a certain amount of wealth, right, and right. need or a certain amount of tax burden, which typically means you've got some amount of wealth to have a tax burden. Um, you know what we've seen the companies that that um, are applying to Fountain Innovation really aren't at a stage to be able to get those tax to get to really exercise that as much as you'd like, yeah. and so we're hoping to get them to that point. Um, to use that. But, you know, you mentioned it's an educational issue. Um, if you're not in the ecosystem, if you've never started a company, um, if you don't know people who have, and quite frankly, if you're not a tax accountant, you're like, I don't, I don't know what these, what's an angel tax credit? You know, what's an angel investor? Mm -hmm. I mean, right. you know, in this world, like, a lot of people go, you know, what's an angel investor? What do you mean? Well, what that's why we do? have to get this podcast funded is so we can continue to educate yeah. everybody about these things. I'm working hard on it right now. Yeah. Regardless of funding, I will persevere. I'm passionate about this subject. Yeah. So, you know, with that, I'll, I'll make it real easy on you. Enter your state name and then type the word business incentives after it and click search on Google. It's a good place to start. Like, you know. I mean, it's really that easy. Well, and not just, I mean, that's, that's how you find out about stuff. I mean, know, it's we, pretty easy. If we use the sandbox, really the history that those, those five, almost five and a half years, we've seen um, 660 com some odd companies come in and give a 10 minute pitch, right? We've only been able to give grants to uh, about 120. So it's selective, right? Are you at the right time? Is it a scalable idea? What about the management team and so on? If we had an, an, an infinite amount of money, you would throw a lot more. But it, it's selective. But the one thing for the other, can't do math anymore, but 400 plus is we're trying to tell them other resources to go to go yep. to get yep, to. Yep. Hey, right. maybe you do need a fast track tech venture course. Yeah, you meet once a week for nine weeks, but you got to get through this to understand what you don't understand. Or, you know, maybe you're at a point where a fountain innovation fund could help you. Maybe you're further along than the sandbox. So this is the wrong place, but let's get you to the right entity. Because that's what we learned quickly was it's great that we're funding roughly around 20%. What can we do for the other 80%? to get them. And I don't care if it's a, I want to do a corner bakery and I'm never going to grow beyond it. There are resources that can help you micro loan programs and other incentives to get you set up. Because if you're doing a corner bakery, you probably are going to create four or five jobs and it helps the economy. Well, and that's where like SourceLink is a good Absolutely. option. Absolutely. Thanks. Right? Thanks. Pushing uh, people yeah. to SourceLink. Yeah. And once again, just stuff in your no local neighborhood. You just got to right. look for it. I mean, it's not going to just show up at your door and be like, hey, I heard you have a startup and you might want to be funded. You got to go out and look for this stuff, people. So let's move Let's move down. Let's move the line a little bit and let's talk about angel groups. Um, angel groups is another good option for startup funding because it potentially puts you in front of a whole bunch of different people. Um, so, Jeff, you're, you're now involved with Mid-America Angels. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, aren't you in that group? Or, yeah. Yeah. So yep. 
Um, yes. You know, let's you talk to... about what that is exactly. Well, you know, there, there are angel investors, which can be individuals. And then there's um, angel groups. And we are truly an angel group, meaning we're made up of individuals um, who all who are part of that group. But the entity itself invest as one single entity. So if, we, if you look at at the point when your um, intergalactic podcast is ready to oh, raise yeah. a like significant that. amount of money, instead of having to deal with, um, you know, 36 individuals who want to put um, amount in Mid-American Angel Group is one investor on what you'll hear on the cap table, but it comes in as maybe, let's say, hypothetically, we round up $300,000 in investment. It's one investor for you, the entrepreneur, versus that's made up of 30 people who put $10,000 in. Well, most angel investments from uh, groups like this are probably like a hundred to a million dollar investment. Yeah. We're not kind of, or maybe a hundred to 500 more, and what's, more real estate. Well, and, and, and to Maggie's point, we don't let the state line be a burden. We also are a regional angel group. So we're yeah. not, we're not restricted to invest only in Kansas city companies. We look at, cause this is an investment group. So you want to return, right? So we have on a, on a uh, biweekly basis, um, we're on the phone with uh, Rocky Mountain Angel Group, group out of Des Moines, two groups out of Minnesota, um, group out of Oklahoma. We're going to extend that so that once you once you meet Mid-America Angels and you might come in and say, we really need $2 million. Well, we, we probably, MA wouldn't bite off $2 million, but we'll get you in front of the other groups to sort of form a consortium that you could get there. And, and as a collective group across the country, angel investors are enormous which how much they can invest. It's just different groups or different sizes. Here, we have a largest chapter in Kansas City. We have a chapter in Topeka. We have a chapter in Manhattan. We have a chapter in St. Joe. Um, Women's Capital Connection, which is um, a, a group founded to invest in companies founded or co-founded by women, and it's a group of women investors. They're a sister chapter as well. And so all of a sudden, you have the opportunity to reach 200 people who want to invest in early stage companies. And if you tried to do that individually, it's almost impossible. It would take and, forever. And too. guess what? You're not in here doing podcasts. Yeah. You're out there trying to, trying to drum up somebody to invest, which the, uh, a great thing about the angel groups. And I think this is an issue with investing all along is nobody wants to be the only investor, right? So you get into these groups and all of a sudden you get two or three people. Right. They're like, okay, I'm in. And then everybody else looks at them. They're like, okay, they're smarter than me right. and they're, they're going to invest. So I'll invest. Right. And, and you, you get some group think going and you, next thing you know, you got, 20 people that put in a little bit of money and it all adds up. And if you think about it, the diverse base of knowledge mm -hmm. across a group of people means um, somebody's coming in today to talk life sciences. Oh, well, you know, we've got people who have invested or came from that industry. Yep. Somebody else came from software as a service. Somebody else came from a different industry. So you're trying to pool the collective knowledge. Yep. And that's, I, I agree with you, Matt. Then they tend to look to those folks and go, well, this is kind of your space. And if you like it, I like it. Yep. And so you go from there. By the way, I think we should, uh, we've used the word angel a lot, so we should define what that is. And it's I, me. I, it, well, I, I'm an angel. I have the voice of an angel and, and maybe technically an angel as well. And an angel equals an accredited investor. And that's a high net worth individual. I'm not going to get into all of the structure. Ask Google what an accredited investor is, but it's basically a high net worth individual. And the Security and Exchange Commission has mm -hmm. given, uh, basically lets these individuals act a little differently when it comes to investing in businesses, meaning like they can actually trade these, I don't know, are they officially securities at that point? 
Well, it depends if it's yeah. an, if it's a priced round or a converted yeah. note. I mean, so, some of them are. But yeah, so basically, these but they're private. These folks have a have a, a different level uh, or a different ability to invest in your business. Where someone that's not a quote angel. Um, and they're kind of trying to save you from yourself. Well, the, 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 the other thing I would say go ahead, real Maggie. quick is that um, I worked for an organization that dealt that targeted accredited female uh, accredited women across the country to engage them in early stage investing. And what's amazing is people hear the word accredited investor and they think there's some test you take to become nope. accredited. It's real. If you Google it, <laughs> it's really just an income threshold yeah. mm-hmm. that looks at a couple and minus the value worth, of their home yeah, or an individual. Worth, yeah. yeah. Your net worth. So it's, um, it's, ac- you know, it's not as out of reach. I think sometimes people think, although it definitely does. It will ne- the, the definition of net threshold. worth is pretty subjective. Yeah. Correct. And the, and the, and the qualifications checklist for that is kind of a self checklist too. Now I'm not saying that you should modify that, but you know, I'm just saying is these things have, have magically been made subjective for different reasons. Okay. So, uh, but I, it, I would add one of the things that the angel term typically um, uh, also applies to is you're investing in much earlier stage opportunities, typically non-liquid, meaning I'm in and the company typically has to be acquired um, for you to exit. Um, Not always, maybe a big round comes and they want to clean up the cap table, but typically you're saying, Hey, I'm going to invest in Matt and Matt's Matt squared podcast. And I don't know how I'm going to get my money out unless you won't. Um, uh, Gimlet comes along and says, I- I'm going to buy you guys turn for, them down for right. a big number and then you cash. So, you know, five commas, that's what yeah. we're going for. That's so, my rap name, dude. Yeah. Don't steal it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the general public is used to, I can buy stocks, I can buy bonds, I can trade this stuff. I can get in, I can get out. It's not angel Correct. investing is, is, in regards to startup funding, though, an investment from an individual angel is easily the most common. Oh, most common and most critical. All day. And most critical. Right. I mean, because yeah. you know, you, you've started, you know, as as as, as Matt W. knows, <laughs> you know, you start a company, um, you're growing the company, you're building the company, you want it to, to be EBITDA positive, you want to have great cash flow and all that. There's no... Wait, why did you point Watson out? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to the two Matt. Of course he did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's... It, there, there is no liquidity until along till some point in time when somebody comes along and says, "Man, I love that you know, I love the shiny object you have, and I want to pay you a bunch for it." Otherwise, you're in and you're riding along with that entrepreneur, and, and typically you don't own a majority of the company. So, I think it's important you explain this stuff too. If you have like a, so angels can be accredited investors, but a lot of times it's like angels are referred to as like those around you. Your, your, your core believers mm-hmm. like could be friends and family. Yeah, oh, friends, it's almost always friends and family. Yeah. That's yeah. the most common, yeah. but. Right. But it's important to explain to them the you know uh, putting money into a startup is a little different than like you know giving a well it can be different than giving a true loan and the way that it's monetized oh, so you get your money back can be a little bit different so and you're invest you're typically investing yeah. in an entity that at at depending on what stage isn't typically isn't bankable I mean isn't you can't go to the bank and get a loan unless you want to put up your house or whatever well, it's a high risk investing class and, and you and the expectation is that at least a third of your investments won't survive right you hope that a third do okay and you hope that a third right. do well so i have if a question you're really good at what you do if you're really good at picking so i have a question for you guys so we've got this early stage company they're figuring out how to do some friends and family money you know these these little bits of money together as a founder 
can the founder use any of this money to pay themselves a salary? You know, you can. Uh, um, Are you asking for a friend? Most, yeah. most potential investors, I, I wouldn't say frown on it, but it doesn't excite them. Because I get the feeling that there, there are some people that go through this process and they just kind of pay themselves all the money, but the business never goes. Well, we've seen that yeah. with people pitching us. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're like, you like know, I they, need to make 300 grand a year. I'm going to go raise some money. I mean, you know, if we if we go back to the example of, of are you guys, outing right? me for my podcast pitch? That's in my in my plan. Sorry. I mean, if you came in and said, "Look, we're going to raise three hundred thousand bucks because Matt and Matt need we need salaries and we yes. need to pay ourselves," most early stage investors are going to are going to that's that's going to be a turnoff for them. Versus, hey, you know what we really need? We need the equipment. We need some software. We need you yeah. know we need th that's why. We need marketing dollars. The, we need, yeah. Well, and so it's part of my point, and for those that are listening, is like yeah. raising capital doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be paying yourself no, anything. Absolutely like not. if yeah. you're if you're going down this journey of being a, a startup founder, you better be prepared to make nothing. You better be ready for a, to be or a quite a long time. Ready to be That's broke right. for a while, yeah. and you better figure out how to cut your living. Expenses. You're not raising money to pay yourself. No. That, that, and, and, and if you are paying yourself, if if you want to attract investors, it better be kind of a bare minimum to get by, yeah. right? I mean, because I do think there there are entrepreneurs who are in a place and time where they can't afford to live on nothing. They don't perhaps they've already invested all of their savings. They're at a point where there's a small salary being taken, but it better be measured and it better be careful and it better be part of a much larger, broader play that advances the needle for the company, yeah. right? Yeah. So. So three hundred thousand for each of us. That's twenty three k a month for me and two for you. Okay. What? That was no. the prearranged. Yeah, and I've also leveraged your house against a micro loan. This I is should, not a should. good deal for me. This does well, not sound they like oft, oftentimes. Terms. Oftentimes, Matt, when you're in an early stage, you're going to have to give up a little more than you might like. I hope you signed the operating agreement early in the game yeah. before you started raising right. money. And, right? and the operating agreement. Do I need a prenup too? Yeah. And you guys, you guys, yeah, I would recommend that <laughs> you guys jest, but, but one of the advice that, that I tend to give very early, early stage, particularly teams, right. Who haven't raised money and, and have the big dream. And we're going to do get all that stuff worked out before you raise money and before the company's generating it, because it gets to be a much more difficult and ugly discussion. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of time to figure it out then. <laughs> we might, we might, but we could go back. So around episode 25, I want to, I want to, I want to revamp this. Our plan was to mine Bitcoin where we were going to go to the moon yeah, with the valuation. Right. Yes. And that's where we can get the, mm -hmm. the lunar listener. Yes. We'll just make it ourselves. We'll yes. take someone with us. Yeah. That plan didn't work out. Did it? No. Our Bitcoin mining operation may have failed too. Yeah. Uh, all right. know, I think there's there's something also that we didn't get to that I think is a little bit important. When you talk about when you get even beyond the angels and you start talking about venture companies that raise venture funding, um, one of the real shifts in Kansas City over the last, what, five to seven years is the amount of venture money that's in play here. I mean, everybody knows that there's more money today in Kansas City for startups than there's ever been. And yet it doesn't happen. It's not spread out at all the points it needs to be. Because when you look at those upstream funds, uh, it's a challenge for them to keep their capital in Kansas City, right? We we have some great success stories in this community, recent success stories, but we don't have enough of them. And when you look when you look regionally or even nationally at what's happening in terms of entrepreneurship outside the coast, Kansas City is not up in the top 10 on really any one of those entrepreneurship or innovation metrics. And so in order to even kind of stay competitive, we have to find ways to grow our own. And what Sandbox proved and what Fountain Innovation plans to 
kind of continue forward is this idea that when you invest in this really early stage, when you when you begin to stand up more companies on the early end, it increases, it's more shots on goal for those upstream investors, right? You see more companies kind of go through the funnel. It's it's a it's a volume game. And it's a really important critical factor that Kansas City's been missing for a long time because now we have the now we have venture. We've got seven firms in Kansas City that are operating and doing investing, but it but it is hard for those firms to find quality deals to invest in in our community. And so we've got to have more more opportunities for them to keep their capital here, more opportunities to create jobs to attract talent back to our community. Right. If you look at if you use the sandbox as that case study, um, about six hundred and sixty pitched. We gave out 120 grants, which is a high percentage of completion. Yeah, most of the time you're like, I'm and two like percent. Se- last I right. last I saw, 73 of the 120 have raised an add-on round. It collectively is about 85 million dollars in investment. It's wow. about 720 new organically grown jobs. Yeah, in the region. yeah, there we go. And that's, that's the mission. And what we saw was, and I think the last number I saw in 2017. Anybody getting less than $100,000 in some kind of raise, 50% of them had gone to the sandbox. So you have a case study to go. It's about volume, getting a program to get them started, right? Then what's the next step? That's where the Fountain Innovation comes in. Then we seem to have Mid-American Angels, Women's Capital Connection, Royal Streets, Dundee out of Omaha's main investments here. Fire We can get you there. But if we're not getting enough of you there, the quality isn't going to be there. Right. No, I, th- I mean, this is all a daisy chain. I mean, this is a natural is. progression. So I've got another, there's a couple other things on here. Um, the most common form, I actually said it was angels. I lied. It's yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you. It is. Yeah. But- Matt, how many of your startups have you funded yourself? Because I'm on 100% here, buddy. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. 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 And, you know, with that, I mean, then you, you hear the term skin in the game. I mean, people want to see that you have some oh, of your yeah. own chips Absolutely. on the table and some yeah. of your own time, effort. Um, I don't often quote the Catholic Church, but they ask for for donations of time, talent, or treasure, and those are those investors are looking the same. And what? you know, that's I mean, yeah, thanks, Jeff. Just blessed me <laughs> and didn't catch on fire afterwards, so I'm proud of that. I mean, I know one guy here that he started his company and it, it started to uh, look like it was going to go somewhere he sold his house every single thing he had and went to live with his parents with his kid, his wife mm-hmm. and kids mm-hmm. so, so they could get capital they needed and yeah. oh you live a lower maxing lifestyle. out the credit cards yeah. yeah um selling the selling the cars yeah. done it right. um it happens man like that's but that's but that's leveraging it i mean i literally wrote a book about starting a business with a credit limit on a credit card i mean that's just the way it goes it's like it's pretty normal you know in recent years you've got a few you, the crowd the crowdfunding opportunity has come around it's not as easy as people think um you know the jobs act allowed that so there are other avenues but for the most part the 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 progression tends to be bootstrap whatever term you want to use you know you got to pull you got to pull together those pennies then if it's if you can sell the idea to your friends, family, and fools, as I like to say, and they're in, and then you get some momentum, then what we found, we're fortunate in Kansas City, you could go to a digital sandbox or maybe do a micro. We have several microloan programs, some that even target um, the underprivileged population who have an even difficult, more difficult time accessing any capital. And we've, that's an area that we've got to improve on here and across the country. And then you, I think Matt mentioned earlier, you just have to understand the the Casey Sourcelinks of the world's job is to try to direct you 
to the right resource yep. at the right time. Yep, yep. Correct. Many, many people get frustrated. They're going to the wrong resource or the, the right resource at the wrong time. Hey, if you could just get me to Royal Street, they would invent. No, they wouldn't. You're not at the right stage. You're not in the right industry. They have no interest in you, but you think that's going to be your lottery ticket. And there really isn't one. I mean, it's. Well, and I think it's important. There's all these different things in the community and the ecosystem, and they all just kind of need to work independently, right? Like we don't want to control the ecosystem right. and it, it all needs right. to just organically happen and do its own thing. But everybody's got to kind of know and point right. people in the right directions. So, to get to get the maximum benefit, yeah. you right. need somebody directing you at the right time. And, right and a lot of that is what we're, what people really need is mentors. They mm -hmm. need mentors and, and people that can help them network in the community. Right. And I meet with people quite a bit and I'm like, I don't think this person can help my business. I have no idea. But then you meet with them. They're like, they know somebody who can, right? And, Correct. and for an early stage founder, that's really what you got to do. A lot of networking, going to different events, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Sounds familiar. Yep. And we had at, at every pitch session for the Sandbox, you have six to eight people doing the evaluation who are ingrained in the ecosystem. And I would tell you 99.9% .9 of the time, whether they got a grant or not, somebody in that room made a suggestion or recommendation of you need to get here, you need to get there. And we had many come back and say, the advice or the direction or the connection or the mentoring you gave me was more valuable than the 20 grand you could have given True. me. Yep. And it's Absolutely. Like, okay, then that's part of the mission here. Yep. It's just getting you to move forward. Okay, so since you've passed on investing in Startup Hustle podcast, <laughs> which is a huge mistake. It'd be a pure conflict. I'm in, but it'd be a conflict huge, of interest. You, as Watson would say, huge mistake. <laughs> huge. So we'll move on. Well, wait, wait, wait. We'll give you here, your next option. Here's here. the other lesson that you need to teach entrepreneurs. When you get to the ins big institutionals, they never say no. They just say, well, you know, it's just not we're, the right time. We're not time. ready for you we're yet. Not, yeah, yeah. Get some traction yeah, yeah. and ca call us back. Because they don't want you coming back and saying, yeah. you had a chance and you passed. So we're not saying no. We're yeah. just saying it's probably not the right the right time for well, us. Well, Jeff and Maggie, as as it happens, I've got something that you probably <laughs> will not be able to say now to, which is playing mixtape the game. Okay. So here you we gotta, go. You can Fabulous. Go, you can now. Now I want to point out, as you can see over in the corner of the studio, I have built the Great Wall of mixtape, which is a whole bunch of mixtape promo decks. Now you wanted a business that has revenue. We sold 50,000 of those things a year ago. Okay. And we're hoping for another reorder from Target here soon. So we are, we are partners. We invested in mixtape. By the way, you never know who's going to be your investor. Joel Johnson showed up to a sweet event to see Kiss. And Maggie, you were there with it us that there. night. And uh, he told me all about mixtape and we're in. So anyway, if one of you wins, that's how it works. <laughs> you will actually win your own copy of Mixtape the Game. So, all right. So I'm going to read a scenario. And this is very personal to me because my wife has been sick. So I'm Mr. Mom right now. I'm going to read a scenario. And we're going to name a song that, is, that fits the situation. We will vote. You cannot vote for yourself. What song plays every morning as you are in your morning rush to make breakfast, pack lunches, and drop the kids off at school? Everything is awesome from the Lego movie. <laughs> I'm going with taking care of business. Ooh. Uh, I'm going with happy people from Little Big Town. I don't know that song. Does that mean Jeff has to sing some of it? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We're out of Africa, either version, the old one or the more current one. We're out of Africa. <laughs> Africa the only song I know about Africa is by, it was it by Toto. Toto? Yeah. And we did it. Yeah, we did it. 
Is that the song you're talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. And it's and actually, Africa. Yes. Is this the, the same song? Yes. My kid, oh, my, my God. son knows it. And when he, right. when he, yeah, that's why. When it played, I said, it's it. Toto. He goes, that's not Toto. That's Weezer. Do you know that I have a, by the way, do you know I have a weird, I had some weird social contracts in life, and one of them was with my friend Jason Jones, and we text each other anytime we're somewhere and we hear that song. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So, Today, yeah, did, I will did probably. Have two hits? Didn't have uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe two. Okay. So you're going with Africa. I don't even know your song. Are you refusing to sing it? A little big time. Happy people. <clears throat> okay. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. And I'm going with taking care of business. So you have to vote. You can't vote for yourself. Well, for I'm you. voting for Africa because I might also be required to do that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to vote for taking care of business. Okay. Uh, I'll go with taking care of Woo! business. I like everything is awesome. I think I still won. I got two votes, right? Yeah. You still Boom! Won. Winner, well, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no mixtape deck for you. Maybe I'll give you one of them. Only if you're willing to give us a Series A investment. What's in all the full scale boxes? Those are full of books and other stuff. You can have one of those, although I'm pretty <laughs> certain both of you guys have those by now. We'll let Jeff have that. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, you know, one, you know, one other thing I want to point out before we do the Founders Freestyle is, um, you know, full scale, we've invested in businesses. You never know where your investment's going to come from. We've got three, we've invested in Mixtape. We are working with DBHQ and they've been in here. Which and, is a sandbox and, alum. Is it? Mm -hmm. And was Roy at Healthy Hip Hop through the sandbox yep. at one point? There yep. you go. Boom. And Mixtape, did that go through there? Nope. Okay. It did go did... through. We saw them pitch. Oh, we did. We did it. Yeah, that's right. At the time. But they didn't get selected. Yeah, um, it's you know, the, and that's an example. But you just got to keep after it because, well, like, we made Joel's year by coming in. Yeah. Where and you know, we're a good partner for that because it's a business with no debt. It has actual yeah. revenue, and it has a founder yeah. that doesn't depend on working for yeah. it. Full and, time. And, and I should say for for everybody listening, the Sandbox really is looking for highly scalable. I mean, it's a needle, needle in the haystack approach, right? We're looking for for a company that we hope three to five, seven years could employ 150 people. Much it's, like our podcast. The, the yeah. sandbox is an economic development engine. That's why there's no investment. We don't take equity and you don't pay us back for the loan. We're trying to get you in business. So I think, you know, if you talk about a mixtape, we probably looked at that as more what we call a lifestyle business. Hey, it could be a great business, generate income, grow to a nice substantial um, revenue. Hopefully you're, 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 you're taking great cash. Or a Wait till we sell it to Milton Bradley, Jeff. Yeah. Just and wait. I, because I mean, I, I, a lot of people were going to call you up and be like, dude, you yeah, passed on yeah, this. By the yeah. way, when Sandbox passed on the podcast earlier in the episode, he Jeff just passed me a note and said, it's because of Matt. I don't know <laughs> which one. Um, but, sure. you know, so, and, you know, but like we I try said, to, we try to give three to five reasons of concern. It just said well, Matt, just Matt, said, <laughs> and Matt. I was like, who's the third Matt? <laughs> and, and the other points with, with um, the Sandbox was, um, and I don't think Stuart wouldn't mind because he tells a great story. A company like RFP 365 came uh -huh. through, right? Yeah. Yep. They had to come three times. Oh, sure. We had concerns. They they came back, addressed them. We still had concerns. They were not happy, but they addressed them. They came back. It's not a one-time contest. It's, hey. You know what? They're doing great now. They're doing awesome yeah. right now. Right. Stuart's um, mom was my second grade elementary school they teacher. They can't hire fast enough, which is that? what we want to see. Yeah. Um, Lending standard was one of our early investments. Yeah. And I think last announcement I saw, they were looking to hire 60 people in the next year. Yeah. So that's the Andy. mission. He's got, a, got a solid business. The mission of that program was create jobs and grow the jobs yep. here. Yep. 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 Um, and it continues to be, um, it's still part being run by Jill Meyer. Now I think you guys know Jill at the innovation centers, 
phenomenal job. Um, we on the ECJ side, ECJC side, hope to expand it further into Kansas because that was always a challenge. But Overland Park and Olathe are partners, and the idea is everybody should be cranking that thing up because that's going to feed Fountain Innovation Fund. It's going to feed Mid-America Angels. It's going to feed WCC. It's going to feed all the VCs we have here. Firebrand, Casey Rise. And they'll tell you. Uh, All right. So wait, because I, before we, and we're going to close this out in a second with our freestyle, but I'm going to give one of you another chance to win a mixtape deck. If you can say ECJC five times really fast without messing up, I will, I will give you my version. Does anyone want to try that? Because I've tried it. It's almost. ECJC, 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 ECJC. It was four. Easy Jeff, Jason. you are disqualified. <laughs> I might give him a deck anyway because I like him. Deck. Yeah, we'll give uh, we'll give you both one. Everybody gets a deck. Woo, you <laughs> get a deck. You get a deck. Watch and you don't get a deck. Uh, Wait. Do I get a participation there's, medal? No, Can I there's, get a participation medal? If you look below your chair, you will find that there is not a mixtape deck. Okay, so uh, as we close out this episode, we do we do what's called the Founders Freestyle. We'll let Maggie start first. You get, uh, you get a minute. And you can say whatever you want, Maggie. You can pitch your business. You can give some advice. You can talk about how awesome my mixtape selection was. Really, it's up to you. It's a freestyle. All right. So, you know what? I think uh, Kansas City has done a lot of work in the last few years to make itself, position itself to be regionally more competitive. Um, Fountain Innovation Fund, we are taking submissions for funding. We actually have a term sheet out with one company. And yay. We, yay, soon to be announced. And uh, our investment committee meets again at the end of the month to, to look at some others. So we are looking at companies on a monthly basis. You can find more details on our website or you can reach out to me at mkennefake at ecjc.com. We'll, we'll, you can just look at Maggie at ecjc. Or ecjc.com. Correct. Keep it easy. Keep it easy. ECJC, 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 ECJC. That was four, dude. You, you, no one in this room can count. <laughs> no, that's because there's only four letters. I know, but you if get caught. Was, you get caught five, up in the whirlwind I mean. and all the excitement that you can find at ecjc.com. Uh, Matt, would you like to freestyle, sir? Yeah, I was going to say the the key thing to startups and startup funding and all this is really success breeds success, right? So you have companies that have exits. You know, One of the great things about them is – the, the founders may go on and do something else or some of the key, you know, personnel that was part of that team to help grow the company goes on and does something else. And that's what creates yet another company. Right. And, uh, after we, after I exited Vin Solutions, there was, there's been at least like three to five different companies that have been founded from people that came yeah. out of Vin Solutions and you know, including myself with Stackify and full scale, but other things. Right. And so that's, what's key to the community is creating those companies even sometimes if the companies fail, like fail, it's the talent and, you know, everything else that comes out of it further, you know, helps the ecosystem, uh, trains, educates people on, you know, creates entrepreneurs. They can go create something else and whatever. So I think all of that is really important. And that's why places like Silicon Valley are successful, right? Is they have a lot of those people that, you know, just keep churning through. So I think you have to know too, that if you, if you join a startup in Kansas city or wherever it is that you reside, that if that startup fails that there's other opportunities there for you right yeah I, mean, and I, I had this conversation with having more one of my developers last friday i'm like man i know this is a stressful place and we're asking you to a million things but you couldn't ask to be in a place to get a better on the job training right now like there is no other place that's better than this so yeah it creates talent too jeff would you like to freestyle sir yeah i would say 
a, a pet peeve of mine is we should never use the word fail with any startup, right? I mean, it's an experiment. Every startup is an experiment. And I, I talked to early stage entrepreneurs, they, well, this is my third thing. I failed it too. I'm like, well, did you learn anything? What were the two greatest learning experiences of their life? Well, how do you call that failure, right? If I'm trying to cure cancer and I've been researching for 20 years and I still don't have it, we don't run around saying, geez, that guy's an idiot. What a failure. No, every, it's an experiment. Learn and how I, not to do it. All those experiments teach and you'll find, it, mm -hmm. as you know, right? Some of the people that have come out of those and say they were, quote, failures become some of the greatest entrepreneurs that we've ever seen. So I say it's a, it's a hypothesis, right? Every startup is a hypothesis. You're going to prove or disprove the hypothesis. Can I build a product somebody wants, somebody going to pay for? The other thing I think we do not do a great job of in Kansas City is we do not blow our own horn enough, right? Your Vin, Vin Solutions story, starting it, building it, selling it, coming out of it, and however many other people started um, companies from that gets – a 10 second play, right? Oh, thank. That was great, man. Now we, you know, I jokingly say if somebody picks up a quarter on the street in Austin, they write a press release that they just raised funds, right? We do not do a good job in this city of touting our successes, right? In one three week process, uh, time frame earlier, I verify was sold for a hundred million dollars to the first U S investment ever made by Alibaba in the States in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. And that sold for $3.2 billion. Um, to Chicago Board of Trade in one three week period, yep. and yet what we got was start not no 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 um not not to be critical of startling news they covered it which is awesome Business Journal covers it and we're done, and I said we should be telling that every meeting I went to for the next six months I started by saying did you know in one three week time frame the first U S investment ever made by Alibaba was here it's in not Kansas. the cover of the Kansas City Star right right and in that in that same time period we sold the company for 3.2 billion dollars right well let me be the first to break the news did you hear that bats was sold for 3.2 billion dollars <laughs> hey, quick side note did you know Alibaba is actually in town today down at WeWork meeting with companies right and what and Matt what we you said we need to get Ramadan Doss in here and what you to said weigh in on this what Matt said earlier was we need successful entrepreneurs to grow those companies even if you exit it to become either an investor yep. in startups mentor or jump into the next venture yep and those people that helped you get there as part of your company help them get something started cuz it is you know I was going to say earlier jokingly Maggie said you know we got to grow our own which in today's world means a whole different different <laughs> thing than it used to yeah. but it's about throwing as much seed out every day as you can and you know some of it's going to grow into something and some of it's just going to sit there on the ground. Well, and I verify and bats are good examples of companies that were founded by yes. entrepreneurs that yes. were previous entrepreneurs yes. and successful ventures. So Toby took a technology developed at UMKC, which is a, a, a university resource we need to use more of, took it commercialized and turned it yep. into that company. You've got to have all of that stuff going on all the time. And we have to figure out how to reach those underserved populations to turn them into entrepreneurs to keep the love, the volume of, of activity that it takes to move up against your peer cities and be a sustainable entrepreneur. When city. we say peer cities, we're talking about Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Min Minneapolis. Indianapolis. Um, I mean, yeah. we're talking about Cleveland, Ohio. We're talking about a lot of places that I that I like, think we would all collectively yeah. say Kansas City. At one time, somebody somebody with. wrote an article about how Kansas City cannot be the next Silicon Valley, which I then immediately wrote a reply to saying, why would we want to be? That's not us. We, unless you can move Stanford and so on, and microprocessing is going to – who are we? We can create our own image, and we're, we're doing it. But, man, we got to sustain it, and you can never, have, can never throw enough seed out. Yep. Ever. Yep. All right. So thank you, Jeff. 
I probably used no, you're good. More than a minute. It, it's a freestyle. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know, and that's the whole point is, is you, know, you get through and, you know, we're in the 55th minute. This just goes fast. <laughs> I mean, it goes by and, you know, that's why we want to round that out. And I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of close this out for us. And first off, thank you for both of you coming oh, thank, in. And thanks for I, the 74 invitations. I appreciate the time, but, and I'm going to actually use that as an example. Feeling a little bit on offended. The, I think the, I only had like two. On the way out. <laughs> Um, look, you gotta, you gotta get after this people. You have to go out and be like ridiculously tenacious. I have made a living by asking again and again and again, and then maybe it's that 75th time you actually get what you want. Now you're going to run into that. If you're trying to find startup funding, you're going to hear a whole lot of no, just get, get ready for it. Just like, just accept that that's part of it. Let it roll down your back and, and just keep moving forward. You have one last person on your way to yes, kind of like you were talking about with an experiment. So, you know, in summary of today's episode, you have grants, you have tax credits, you have local economic development committees, ECJC, 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 ECJC. Was that five or was that four? You get a mixtape. Thanks. Um, You have evergreen funds, you have angel groups, you have individual angels, you have yourself, you have a lot of different ways to get at some funds, but you got to do exactly that. You got to go chase it. It's not going to come to you. I've yet to run into a situation where people are like, you know, I started this company and, and a week later, people were showing up at my door to drop off money. You got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there. You got to do that. You got to tell people how awesome you are too. Like Jeff was talking about, you know, not doing a good sound to the horn. People want your confidence. They want to hear about what you have to offer, what you're going to do and why you're going to be awesome. And that's how I just sold this podcast to Matt Watson for a million dollars. Right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, say, see you all next time. See you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle. Cause, 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 no one can do-